How are we doing today, squad? I am your host, Coach Andy James, of the highly impactful podcast, BitFlow Radio. This podcast is the extension work needed to take your progress from good to greatness in your own transformation journey. Over the past five years, I've coached over a thousand people into life-changing results, all part of my purpose to impact 100,000 lives to change the health of generations to come. Thank you for being here today. Let's get into today's podcast. How are we doing today, team? Welcome to another episode on the FitFlow Radio podcast. In today's episode, this is episode 16. Episode 16 already. In today's episode, we're going to talk about improving the quality of your sleep. Um, I've actually got five points in front of me that I'd like to run through today. So if you're going to give me the time, I'm going to give you the information that's going to help you move forwards. Um, so first of all, I mean, sleep. Why? Why is it so important? Why do we need to focus so much on sleep? Kind of not present when we're in that state, really, are we? Um, I beg to differ personally. Sleep is massively fundamental to pretty much every single result that you're going to achieve moving forwards. Now, as you're doing so, a lot of the time what we tend to do is sacrifice sleep for the the value received in productivity. We we aim to reduce the quality of our sleep to give more time to doing what we think are bigger and better things. But what you actually start to do is remove the quality of what you're doing these bigger and better things at. Um, so sacrificing sleep is one I believe is non-negotiable. Um, we should have a good idea with how much sleep we fully require to be performing optimally. And that's that, that's really going to be the guidance around this particular podcast today is improving your quality of sleep to help you perform more optimal results at a higher standard and higher level. So without further ado, I'll get into things. Uh, point one, uh, this, and this is this, I think everybody could learn from this. This is something that I can find pretty challenging myself at times. I'll have to remind myself, you know, that, that phone must go down. So the first one, as you can hear, is no phone. No phone an hour before you go to bed. Why? Because we generally tend to leave our minds on fast forward. Uh, as we're consuming things on phones, not just a blue light and everything else that goes on with it, but just being socially active, scrolling through websites, scrolling through social media. It's keeping our brain in a heightened state of alert. And this is not again, it's not going to allow you to actually get into a very resting state before going to sleep. So you'll generally tend to find that by going to bed very, very close to maybe being on social media or you've been searching for something online, your brain's in a very, very active state and it's not allowing itself any downtime to process or start to begin to relax. We need to sort of reduce those thought patterns, we need to reduce the stimulation so that the brain can get into a good position to be able to get into a resting state. So I have a rule, no phone around about one hour before bed. Now, when I say no phone, opening to clear a message, maybe, uh, you know, depending upon how you know important that might be, but sitting there for, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes scrolling through social media is not really the go-to. You might get away with a couple of minutes just before you go to bed, but ideally, no phone one hour before bed. That is always my sort of my rule for myself. It's pretty easy for myself because normally by sort of two, three hours before I'm going to bed, I'm passing out on the sofa anyway. So I, I naturally have that hour away from the phone regardless. Um, so that, that in itself for me is, it's kind of a natural habit that I've adopted just by not having so much screen time uh, a couple of hours before going to bed because just naturally I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted by the end of the day. Uh, so my second point is reading from a paperback book whilst going to bed. 
Um, I've just always found personally that this has been something that's always helped me get into a much calmer state. And there's just something about reading from paper, um, you know, an actual book, not sort of a, a Kindle or an iPad or anything along those lines. Actually having something physical in your hand. I, I can't get past three pages. Three pages, my eyes are rolling and that's it. I'm ready to go to sleep. <laughs> so for me, I would definitely say using this implementation to give your brain, it's, it's actually going to distract you more than anything else. It's going to give you some sort of distraction from the craziness that is the, you know, the waking hours of the day and allow you to focus more on what you can be doing with that quality of time going to sleep. So you could be consuming a bit of knowledge, um, maybe reading something that's fictional, just something that's going to be giving you a bit of separation from what goes on around us from day to day. Um, so that would be my second key point. The third one is go for a detachment walk. I like to refer to this as more of a detachment walk rather than just cardio or low intensity steady state cardio. Um, a detachment walk is using that time intentionally to separate yourself from what's been going on through the day. So this is going to be allowing you to either think or remove your emotional attachment to what might have been going on and allow yourself to process and just be more present in what you're currently doing. Um, honest to God, it's not a woo-woo situation and scenario. This is not one of those, this, this is not that. If you take yourself out for a detachment walk, um, what you will do is and my request would be, if you're going to take your phone, the only reason you're taking your phone is to potentially listen to this podcast. Um, but no, if you're going to take your phone, maybe it's to consume something like an Audible, a podcast or something along those lines. It's going to help with the detachment from what's been going on through the day. The reason I say go for the detachment walk is the separation from the environment that you create where it feels maybe a little bit hostile. It might be a little bit tense it might be a little bit heated because of things that have been going on throughout the day we've brought the stress home maybe from our jobs or from our careers these all these things you need to have something that's going to say right okay i'm drawing a line and this line is i will not bring anything across the boundary of my dwell you know my dwellings where i live to be able to say right i refuse to bring negative energy into my own environment so getting back, going for a detachment walk and leaving that energy somewhere else and bringing yourself back in a much sort of calmer, reframed state of mind is going to massively help with any of the frustrations that you've been building up throughout the day because you're giving yourself, it might be five minutes, it might be 50 minutes, but you're giving yourself a good amount of time to just allow your brain to process, breathe some fresh air, hopefully it's fresh air depending upon where you are, but breathe some air, go out there and just be present in that very moment and just allow your brain to let go of everything that it's been going through throughout that day because it's going to be you are going to be bottling these things up and then you bring them back into your home environment and then you cannot detach from them so a detachment walk is definitely something that i would massively recommend um, if you're looking to improve the quality of your own environment and your home surroundings a detachment walk get it done just honestly pause this now and go for one. Fourth one. This is where it might get a bit woo-woo for some people, but if you take this with a pinch of salt and an open mind, uh, meditation slash deep breathing exercises. Uh, I say this because this I, I always had the impression for many years about meditation being a bit too sort of, it's a bit too spiritual for me. Um, I didn't really understand 
all the reasonings behind it or what it was really for. I just knew that people could get into this really calming state of mind. Um, some people obviously having, you know, more sort of spiritual um, experiences, but definitely sort of understanding what meditation was about. Um, it's basically deep breathing exercises. That's where the foundation work of meditation starts. It's allowing you to be connected to just be being in a moment and physically breathing through whatever thoughts or, you know, sort of tensions are being created uh, in the body and in the mind. So until personally I got into meditation just simply because it helped me with my anxiety uh, and my panic attacks. So I it allows me to remove myself from a situation and I only have, I only give myself 10 minutes of meditation time. Um, I use them more as deep breathing practices. I don't sort of go into a full meditation should i say with regards to really sort of you know going to those deeper levels um, i'd find that the breathing exercises through meditation just allows me to clear my mind be more understanding of what's going on around me and i can do these wherever i want i've done you know i've done it in in the car after i've not obviously whilst i'm driving but <laughs> get to a location and maybe you know maybe the day's just been a bit too much just taking a quick five ten minutes to one side um, you know go through a deep breathing exercise it allows you to just really be recentered and refocused um, but also, like, I mean, literally, maybe after this podcast, who knows? Um, it's just one of those things that you could just get into at any state. You don't need permission to be able to do so. You can physically do this at any given time of the day. Um, it's very, very easy. It's just more of a case of allowing yourself to breathe through what you're constantly or currently feeling. And the thoughts that come into your mind, you can acknowledge them, but you do not attach yourself to them. You just let them go. And it's not that you're letting them go and ignoring those thoughts. You're just letting them go to not be present with you at this point because you're allowing yourself to just be present with yourself. So meditation, definitely something to consider. It will help um, if you can be open-minded to just deep breathing exercises. Uh, there's plenty out there that can be done. I mean, there are some more severe ones uh, than what there are sort of beginner and intermediate. But definitely find something that's going to work for you. I just normally tend to find something that's on, I use an app called uh, Insight Timer. It's been fantastic for different levels of meditations. A lot of them are really just deep breathing exercises in a calm state. That's all it really is. So if you've got a lot of frustration, if you're feeling anxious about things, if you suffer with panic, um, this is definitely something I would encourage you to bring into controlling these responses. And my last key point for you, so the fifth one. So the fifth one to improve the quality of your sleep is a is a daily brain dump. Now, we deal with a lot. You know, like there's a lot of stuff going on in day-to-day -day life. Honestly, you know, we've got relationships, we've got families, we've got the pandemic that we live in currently right now. Um, we've got our careers, we've got money issues, all these things that go on day, day in, day out. There's a lot that we have to deal with. And going to bed with all of these things on our minds, it can be a worry. And without us really realizing that we're doing so, we're trying to remember all of these things constantly so we don't forget one over another. We're, we, we become afraid or fearful of what happens if I forget to do X because I'm focusing on Y. So we've got this constant spinning plate juggling scenario where we've got multiple things going on in our lives and none of them are actually getting any of the attention that they really need but we keep them at the forefront of our minds because we don't want to forget about them 
So doing a brain dump daily allows us to remove all of the thoughts before we go to bed and get them down on pen and paper. So if it's just simple things like taking out the, the rubbish in the morning or you know doing house chores at a certain time, fetching the children from school, just it can be as simple or as complicated as it needs to be, but having it removed from your mind before you go to sleep will allow you to rest in a more calming state. And having it on pen and paper to wake up to first thing in the morning is basically giving yourself a structure for the next day to work from. You've got some sort of goal list, a task list to work through. And if you then begin to prioritize those brain dumps from the previous day, you've now only ju- you've not only just improved the quality of your sleep, but you've also given yourself a priority goal list for the coming days to really start working through any of the restrictions that, that are currently holding you back. So that one for me is, that one's my, I do this every single day. Um, at the end of a working day, I, I, I grab a pen and paper, I think about everything that needs to be done. I have, I go through everything that I re- I'd written down from the previous day, cross everything off that I got done. I plan out the day that is to come ahead. Maybe there's a few things on there that I actually need to add in addition to things. But what it's going to allow me to do is once it's written down, I can actually put that pen and paper down, put it to one side and use using maybe steps one, maybe step two, even possibly step three that I've given you in this podcast, using any of the above to be able to actually use that, that time in itself to be clear on what it is that I'm doing because I'm not thinking about, um, oh, I've got to record two podcasts this week. I've got to create six pieces of content. I've now got to contact all my clients. I've got to get back in touch with anybody that's reached out. Um, all these other things, these, you know, leaving conversations in a, in a state that's not allowing me to get back into a very like a mindful state of responding to somebody with intention. All these things that are going on throughout the day, they build up and build up and it's like a, a it's like a pressure cooker. And without us knowing, you know, we're we're always on that cusp of it, sort of you know, whistling and ready to pop and we're we're about ready to blow. And if we don't allow some space in our in our minds by the end of the day to really start to settle, what starts to happen is you're carrying constantly, day in, day out, the pressures from Monday through to Tuesday through to Wednesday. And before we know it, we get to the end of the week and we're not just physically exhausted, we are mentally drained. And the weekend just simply becomes either about sabotage because you want to distance yourself so much from the person that you've been through out the week, or you end up taking all of the week's stresses into the weekend with you. And before you know it, you're back to Monday and it's, it's like you've not even had a day away. So... Five key points there. Let me just quickly run through them for you again so you've got them. you got no phone one hour before bed. The second one is read from a paperback book. The third one is go for a detachment walk. Fourth one, meditation or deep breathing exercises. And the fifth one, a daily brain dump. Pen and paper, write all those thoughts down, write those tasks down, and then you can actually push that to one side and be present in your recovery time. But why are all these things so important to improve the quality of your sleep? We we go to a gym, we train, we pay attention to our nutrition. But one thing we always say is I'm stressed, I'm tired, I'm exhausted. And we've cut back on the hours, you know, all of a sudden, at the beginning of the process, we were giving ourselves eight hours sleep. And then all of a sudden that became seven and we get busier and busier and busier. And now you're getting five hours sleep. 
And if you actually track that sleep and look at the quality of the sleep that you're getting, chances are you're probably only getting two and a half to three hours of actual sleep. The rest of it is either in very, very light sleep or you're in a fairly awake state throughout the night. So you, you might be moving around in bed, etc. All these phases that we go through in our sleep are detrimental to the results that we produce. Um, our clarity, our focus, our recovery, our intent, they're all affected by our quality of sleep. So if you're going into a gym and you're absolutely hammering training sessions five, six days a week, your, your cardio is literally through the roof, you're on very limited calories, that's a lot of stress to be placing on your body throughout the week with very little adequate recovery. So improving the quality of sleep can massively and drastically improve the results by just actually paying more attention to how you sleep and how you're preparing to go to bed. If all of those stresses, obviously raising cortisol levels, are impacting day in, day out, you're slowing your own progress down, you're in your own way. And that is something that you need to be able to address to effectively move forwards. So my encouragement at the end of this, take some, take, if I can give you one thing to take away from this podcast, is that at the end of today, before you go to bed, if you don't do the phone, if you don't do the book, if you don't go for the walk or the breathing, write down everything that, has, that needs to be done and everything that is a struggle right now. Just do point five, do step five for me first and start there. You will instantly feel a weight lifted the second you write that down and move forward with just being present in your own home and environment that evening. You will feel calmer before you go to bed. You don't have to be thinking about what you've got to do tomorrow because you've written it down. If it didn't get written down, it's not that important because if it is, you will remember it. It'll be at the forefront of your mind and it'll be a priority on that list. So put step five into place first for me. Write down, do the brain dump. Write down everything that you're struggling with, everything that you need to get done, and everything that's holding you back right now. Get it on pen and paper, put it to one side. It'll be there first thing tomorrow morning. And when you come back to it tomorrow morning, you've got a goal list for the day. Prioritize three of those tasks only. So pick the most important three that need to be done and give energy towards those. Trust me, in a week's time, you'll be looking for things to add to the list because you'd have worked through everything that's holding you back. And if not, the quality of your sleep will have massively improved. That's all I have for you today. I hope it's been a great podcast. Um, hopefully, I'm getting back up to two podcasts a week. So we'll see how this goes. Trying something new at the end of this one. So keep an eye out. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. It's all coming. It's all coming. Right, I'll speak to you soon, guys. Have a great one. Take care. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you got great value in today's episode. If you'd like to work closely with me and my team, Head over to my Instagram at CoachAndyJames and DM me the word evolution. Evolution is our own unique coaching methods that will take you from stuck to success, frustrated to fitness kings and queens. That's Instagram at CoachAndyJames and the word evolution. We can have a quick chat, see if we can support you and we can create your own success story. Again, thank you for being here today and I'll catch you in the next one.